All right, the men handled business for the most part. No crazy upsets for sure. The women are getting ready for the ACC tournament starting tomorrow. Kitley, two-time ACC Player of the Year. Can she hold it down for the squad and give Virginia Tech that title, or will it be Notre Dame? Remains to be seen. Let's talk about it on today's show. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It was all about taking care of business on Tuesday night, and that's certainly what a lot of our men's folks decided to do. Nothing too crazy business as usual on a couple senior nights. We'll talk about that here on today's show, as well as some ACC Women's Basketball Awards as they prep and get ready for a really good ACC tournament. I'm Candace Cooper. This is Kenton Gibbs. Welcome to Locked on ACC. Thank you for joining us and listening to us wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you watch us live here on YouTube, we certainly appreciate that. We are 65 subscribers away from 1,000. Can't do it without you. So make sure you download, subscribe to the pod, and tell your friends to tell their friends to subscribe as well. Kenton, how are we feeling? You know, I am great. It is another good day. We have these tournaments about to start. We have the uh, March Madness already starting for some conferences. We're just about to get things underway in terms of our men. Our women are starting the tournament tomorrow. It's a great time to be an ACC basketball fan. A thousand percent agree. Let's start with what is boiling on the top of the mind. Men's basketball, business as usual for the most part. Virginia handling it at home on senior night. They've got... Clemson in front of them beat them 64 to 57. Now that's how you do it. You said this game wasn't a head scratcher, but at the end of the day, you said to yourself, Virginia, do what needs to be done. At this point with ACC fellas, I'm just like, do what you're supposed to do, dang it. You know, I'm not going to be too surprised by the fact that the number 13 team in the country is supposed to win a game. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, again, this is this is a team that if it wasn't for an atrocious last couple of weeks, they would still be in the top 10. Yeah. Like, by atrocious, I mean letting Louisville stay as close as they did. I mean, uh, losing to some of the teams they did. I believe – didn't they lose to Boston College, or am I making that up? Who? Yeah, they did. Okay. So, yeah, losing games like that, this is a team that should have been top 10, but they faltered in games where you simply couldn't. They got it done here. And, again, this is – I said this is the number one and two most mercurial teams, and uh, Virginia just came out the better of the two on this day. No doubt about it. Duke took on NC State. One fairly handily, you could say. NC State tried to make it close towards the end. 71-67 victory for the Blue Devils. Jeremy Roach said, yeah, the people said that they were going to come in here and punk us. We had to let them know about themselves. And that's, you know, kind of how it went. We know, know, we know Duke knows how to defend home well. But I think more so we saw some fight, some hunger from those boys. And I still feel like NC State's a better team. They just didn't show it tonight. John Shire. Is the first uh, one of the first coaches, if not the first coach, to go undefeated at home in his first season as a, a head coach in a Power Six conference. So that's that's first of all astonishing. Let's let's start there. Um, but now moving beyond that, also mm -hmm. I love the golf clap there. I love a good golf clap. Anybody You're who welcome. knows me knows I love a good golf clap. Now moving beyond that, have you heard that anywhere NC State goes, you no longer need the AC? 
Terquavian Smith is going to drop the temperature in every room that he walks in about 10 degrees, or at least that's what he's been doing with this horrendous shooting stretch he's been on. I mean, to say that he's ice cold would be to give ice the greatest upgrade in strength that we've ever seen. The man is colder than the uh, iceberg that sunk the Titanic. You understand? This yeah. man could not hit the side of a Walmart from the parking lot. I do not understand what is going on with him right now, but he you can look at this team and directly look at him being a net negative offensively and say that that's what leads to these losses. But again, I would also say that you're what you're uh, alluding to, the emotions and the frustration is starting to come out when he's on the court, having to have his teammates tell him to calm down, you can't get a tech, all these certain things. It's like it's getting the best of him because he's not in his right rhythmic flow. In the month of February, outside of the uh, game against Florida State, the man is shooting about 32 or 31% from the field and under 27% from deep. I don't know who she is, but call, call, call him back, boo. Settle the differences. Get it resolved. Do his laundry. No, I'm just kidding. But here's the thing. I don't care if it's a he, she, who, it, they. I don't care. What's going on? I don't care if it's a lucky sock that's missing. I don't care if it's a routine that's missing. I don't care if his braces are too tight. Whatever under God's green earth is causing him to go through one of the most prolonged shooting funks I have ever seen, he needs to get sorted out if this Wolfpack team has any hope of being anything serious going forward. Jarkel Joyner is doing an amazing job of carrying this team on his back at moments. DJ Burns is doing a good job. You can't have what we had tonight out of him offensively. On the other end, you would say, well, hey, that's the Proctor effect. He's one of the best defenders in the country, and that's what you get. No. Yeah. Look up what the has been doing all month. Is it the the uh, McNeely effect from Virginia? Is it the uh, – what's, what's the – is it the Galloway effect from Clemson? Is it like – it cannot be all of these teams have this effect. At yeah. some point in time, there's a common denominator. It's him. Yeah. It's you. You're the bad guy. So figure it out, buddy. Yeah, 100% agree. Let's shift gears here and talk about a team that had Miles Kelly and Lance Terry have a combined score of 54 points, seven threes on the night, 96-76 victory for Georgia Tech against Syracuse. We had talked about yesterday that Syracuse could potentially be one of those come from behind late season fire starters, but for Georgia Tech to hang 20? Ooh. Ooh. The sun is setting on a beautiful career. Coach Beheim, it's time, brother. It's time, brother. Go home and be a family man. You ain't gotta go, but you got to get up out of here. Well, no, that's what they told Bray. That they <laughs> went... With Bayham, it's time to go home, brother. It's time to go home. <laughs> yeah. You've done this for 50-some-odd years, okay? My age plus your age stacked together barely exceed how long this man's been. It's time, brother. It's time. It's time. Buddy so, ain't walking through that door. But so many – there are no more Bayhams. You Are you going to play for the grandson, the grandbaby? Like, it's, it's time. You yeah. don't, it's a disservice to the players to me at this point. Like, yeah. I get the historical wanting to be a part of this Syracuse, you know, all the things, but not I'll, for someone who can't coach you. I'll take it a step further. It's not only a disservice to the players, it's a disservice to the program. Yeah. The program needs to move forward. 
Yeah. Into the future. Yeah. Baby, it's time. It is time. Now, it is time for Wake Forest to have a come to Jesus because they just took an L to Boston College, 71-69. Look in the mirror and say to yourself, you want to be that next level team, but you drop ones like Bellarmine. You drop ones like Boston College at the end of your season, and your only hope of getting into the ACC or the NCAA tournament is winning the ACC. Um, Not impossible, but like, whew, Seth. Uh, Wake's, Wake's chances, you know, I, I don't know who is saying that they have a, a shot at the NCAA tournament at this point. Oh, no, 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 no. They did not have a shot. No, 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 no. Set, be, losing to Boston College just wasn't a good momentum starter as you're trying to head into ACC tournament play, but which you have to win in order yeah. to get into NCAA tournament. Yes. Okay, great. We're, I'm glad we're on the same page there. Um, Very much so. Is, again, they they tournament ho- the hopes that had had his hat on and said, "My crew, let's go." About 20 minutes ago, <laughs> it's over. It's over. Yeah. You know, wrap it up. Yeah. It's been real. It's been fun. Ain't been real fun. Yeah. Um, going about your way. But with that being said, you can't lose games like this. And, and it's it's sad to see, you know, obviously you're a diminished team. You're you're missing one of your best players in, in Monsanto and your your guys are a little bit banged up. But it's the end of a long basketball season. Everybody's yeah. missing guys. Everybody's banged up. Got to figure out a way to roll on through it. Yeah, Makai Ashton Langford had a great game. Zachary had a great game. Quentin Post, you know, feeling doing what he does best and getting clutch baskets at key moments. And it just really was Appleby trying his best to put the team on his back, arguably the ACC player of the year, but it just wasn't quite enough. Again, for Wake Forest, who will have to win again the ACC tournament or to get into the NCAA tournament. At the time of this recording, Virginia Tech is up 47 to 38 against Louisville. I feel like they're going to figure it out. I don't see them losing to Louisville. It's tough for Louisville. This is your senior night. What a terrible way to go out. Will we see the return of L. Ellis? Will he transfer? Remains to be seen. Could depend on if the coaching staff is still the coaching staff. A lot going on in that Kentucky land. Um, Is there a lot going on? It is. There's there's some man-in-the-mirror conversations that need to be had. You know, you said that Wake Forest needs to have a come to Jesus moment. Well, well, uh, as the good book says, they let a rock cry out in their place. And Louisville is in that same vein. They're in that same mode of um, if you have a man in the mirror conversations at this point in time, even if you're saying, well, no, 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 we're not having man in the mirror talks about this season. We're having about next season. Well, see, I think the AD is having a man in the mirror conversation. Like, do I want to let this man go? Or do I want to give him another try? Because you know how in football we normally have the I have full faith in him. I think he can make it done. Da, 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 da. They tell all that niceties. And the next thing you know, the bad man is gone. There has been nothing about a vote of confidence for Coach Payne. I, I ain't seen it. I ain't really been looking for it, but I ain't seen it. We can talk to our boy here from Lockton, Louisville. But I ain't seen you, too many votes of confidence. You've watched the same games that we've watched, correct? <laughs> I, I mean, I not to be rude, but if sure. we're talking – Sure. If talking vote of confidence, like when you see those teams, did you say, "Oh, there's a vote of confidence there for you know Coach X, Y, and Z, who is whose their team is a little embattled, they're struggling a little bit, but it's year one, right? Yeah. When you yeah. see that, you generally see a team that's showing you some flashes, showing you something that you can look at and at say, you know 10, what? At least ten wins. I, this is a. T- I'm gonna tell you this. 
when you look at a, a football team that you say, well, you know what? This team, they've shown flashes. They've shown hope. You're looking at a team that's about four and eight, right? I would say three and nine, four and eight, maybe at worst, two and 10. Anything worse than two and 10, you're not going to hear too much of like, we've shown flashes. Mm-hmm. But let's go with the uh, midpoint of that, three and nine, right? Three and nine means you won a quarter of your games. Louisville has a 13.8% win percentage. That is less than a quarter. How much less? Nearly exactly half. You know, it'd be like that. I'm telling you, the AD is having a hard man mirror conversation. So we'll see how that goes. Oh, we'll no, he's, not. he's having an easy conversation. He's having a conversation. Whoo, I guess this Kenny experiment ain't working out. It's all right. How much is this contract? Let's let's mm-hmm. figure out a buyout. Let's figure out what's going on. Year one buyout, that's crazy. We'll we'll keep y'all updated to see how that goes. So let's talk about the women here because there's some ACC Women's Basketball Awards we want to get to as well as tournament that starts today. But the midway point of NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000, that's bonus bets back if you get your first bet. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from money line to point scores and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss a chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, a sports betting partner of the NBA. So rocking and rolling here with Kenton Gibbs. It's been a very good ACC women's basketball season. I personally feel like if you don't love ACC women's basketball, are you a true fan of the ACC? Oh, remains to be seen. However, there are some women that we want to make sure that we highlight and to speak on because they did some bomb things this season. Let's start with ACC Player of the Year two times. Okay, can I get two claps? Not golf claps, two claps for our girl Elizabeth Kitley, who was a third straight two-time winner of the AC Player of the Year Award after Louisville's A.D. Durr and Dana Evans won back-to-back in 2018 to 2021. Kitley is the only player to average a double-double this season. It was just it was just Kitley and nobody else. It was yeah. plain, plain as day. I think one of her highlighting moments, of course, that buzzer beater against North Carolina, the way she's been able to help her team stay and fight through games, being a top 15 program, head held high. What a way to go out. Absolutely. I don't think that there's any uh, serious consideration for anybody else in terms of, of ACC player of the year, because I mean, she's been that for quite some time. She has been the player that if you look at her and say, if you take her off this team, how, what does this team become without her? And with all due respect to uh, all of the other players, the Georgia Moores, the Taylor Souls, all those players, the that Virginia Tech team without her goes from one of the best teams in the nation to poof, middle of the road, pedestrian at best. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, her elevating that team the way she has, you know, she does it night in, night out. She brings consistency. She's averaging a double-double. She is averaging a double-double despite being the player that is, I mean, in the scouting report, she's going to be, stop her, we win the game. Stop yeah. her, we win the game. Stop right. her, we win the game. And, yes, she still finds a way to dominate night in and night out. Absolutely. Let's talk about 
what future generations will be like for ACC women's basketball. Tania Lotson, who was first player ever to sweep conferences weekly honors back to back weeks. She is the freshman of the year. We'll call her rookie of the year. We like to use that word here nowadays. Tania Lawson, Tania Lotson out of Florida State. You always heard her name. She is a bucket. The guard knows what to do with that rock. She's a great floor facilitator. I'm excited to see where she goes. I think she's nothing but up for her and the Seminoles. Absolutely. Absolutely. She is the foundation of this team and, and she's a, that's a darn good uh, building block to start off with. I mean, yeah. there's, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. And you could also look at uh, her running mate and sophomore Michaela Thomas, who won the most improved player, and talk about how those two have kind of been a tandem for right. Florida State that's been the hardened, hardened engine of the team, which, you know, people say, well, Florida State is up and down and hot and cold. And, but when your best two players are a freshman and sophomore, that's right. really what you're going to look at. You, yeah. You're going to get that because they're still figuring this game out themselves. But the, the future is bright. And I mean, it's – it's so bright. You may want to keep it away from my head because the reflection will blind. And, you know, if you think about it, I know we talk about tournament, it's about guard plays, about veterans. Da, 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 da. It gives you maybe that high school AAU style, maybe something that they're more used to in terms of you know playing multiple days, multiple tournaments, all the things. So it could benefit the Florida State Seminoles as they head into this week's matchups. We'll talk about the defensive player of the year, Celeste Taylor out of Duke. My girl knows how to get a block when she needs it. She definitely has been a stellar star for the Blue Devils this season. She is bought into what Carol Lawson has sold and is paying off in great ways. I hate it. it had to be her last year, but I certainly feel like she's going to come. She's going to take her talents to the next level, whatever that may be. We all know how hard it is in the WNBA to make a squad, but she certainly has been a key factor for the Blue Devils this season. You want to know the most interesting thing about this. Mm -hmm. She is the ACC Defensive Player of the Year, and normally when you think of a Defensive Player of the Year, you're generally looking at a defensive specialist. She is also Duke's leading scorer. Mm -hmm. I mean, Celeste gets it done on both ends of the floor, shows up night in, night, night out, and, and defends virtually every position at a high level whenever uh, it's needed. And she gets sent out to, all right, this is the other team star. And virtually regardless of position, she's going to go check them, and she's going to go do a darn good job of it. Well-deserved. Um, she's the heart and soul of that Duke team that surprised everybody to some degree. And, and so – you know, she deserves the award. Yeah, 100%. Let's talk about our last player here, uh, Sanaya Rivers out of NC State, sixth player of the year. Excellent and well-deserved. I think Sanaya has a great future ahead of her. I think if North Carolina State can stay healthy, she can be an X factor for that program. I'll tell you what. I said this during the season, and I stand by it. I'm going to stand on business when it comes to this statement. That young woman – is one, two years max away from superstardom. Mm. Length, athleticism, defensive ability, anticipation that you kind of cannot coach, the ability to finish around the rim. There is so much there that when I look at her and I look at who we've had starting all year, I'm looking at myself like, Wes, do you just like having players earn the sixth player of the year because it was her, before her, it was Diamond. Before Diamond, it was Jada Boyd twice. This young woman should not have been. You got to earn your keep in order to get to get that starting spot. You got to win sixth player of the year. <laughs> I don't understand it for the life of me. But again, 
this young woman is on the cusp of superstar. Mm-hmm. If she yeah. takes her game to the next level next year in terms of being consistently locked in on the defensive end, not picking up bad fouls, getting a little bit better in terms of the handle and her shot from deep goes from, oh, you know, for the most part, we can leave her open. She's self-checking every now and then she'll have a night where she hurt us to she is consistently a threat from deep. That young woman, superstar. And, yeah. and I'm not saying like super. She's a really good player. No, no, no. National player of the year contention every year for her is the future if she progresses in those ways. No doubt. Coach of the year, Neil, Neil Ivy, Coach Ivy out of Notre Dame. Of course, had up and down parts of the season, but Notre Dame ultimately came out to be the top seed here for ACC women's basketball. Excited for Coach Ivy because she is the, I believe, first African-American woman to win the nod for the ACC as the head coach and just, you know, as someone, you look at Coach Ivy, Coach uh, Don Staley, it's just great to see women doing their thing and leading the charge. So congrats to her on that one. I'm going to say something that, that, you know, some people might not like here. Some people might not like it. But I'm not taking away an award from a black woman on Black History Month. Not doing that. Uh, I think that there was a very good argument for Kara Lawson being in oh, the conversation. A thousand percent. I think there was a very good argument. There was a lot of good arguments for we kind of expected this. I think it really boiled down to who became the number one seed. Right. I think that was, I think that was a sway. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and again, I mean, at the end of the day, even though I say Kara Lawson had a very good argument, so did um, Coach Ivy, right? Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I love me some Ivy family. You know I mean? I'm a Pistons fan, big fan of Jaden. You know what I mean? That's my boy. That's my dog. But seriously, um, you know, Coach Ivy deserves this. Again, her team is the number one seed in the uh, ACC tournament for a reason. She has kept this team together. She has figured out ways. When when coaches kind of come up with the counterpunches to Notre Dame, which kind of happened in the middle of the season, where teams started figuring out, okay, these are some of the small things we can do to make it difficult on Olivia Miles. She threw counterpunches to the counterpunches, and it became the chess match that more often than not Notre Dame won, which is why they're the top seed in the ACC tournament. Yes, and also shout out to Coach Ivy because her hair stays laid, period, okay? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> she ain't never had a bad hair day and never have stepping, okay? But you know what? Her her family spent a lot of time in Detroit. You know it's the hair capital of the world now. It's is the hair it? capital of the world. Okay. It is. it is the hair capital of the world. Don't let my hair fool you. It is the <laughs> hair capital of the world. You know, they, they keep them fried, dyed, laid to the side. I mean, looking good, looking right. So you, you spend enough time there, you'll learn how to keep it together. Okay, you might make sure you guys check out the ACC.com so you can read the whole ACC, all ACC first team, second team, defensive team, all that fun stuff. So make sure you look there. We've got the ACC women's basketball tournament before we get out of here. As much as we want to talk about the men and how wild of a roller coaster that could be, it's going to be argued that the women are the same. Starting tonight, you'll have Virginia take on Wake Forest, or this afternoon, rather, Virginia take on Wake Forest. That'll be at 1 p.m. Pitt will take on Clemson at 3.30. Then Georgia Tech will take on Boston College at 6.30. Games that you say to yourself, you know, it could go either way. These teams haven't had the best of seasons. That's why they're on the first day. Is there anyone that you could say in this group, all right, don't sleep. It could surprise you. No. With all due respect, there's, there's, I, I hate to be this guy, but there's a reason mm-hmm. that y'all didn't get a, it's, a, oh, sure, you know, teams that don't get the double buy sometimes pop out and surprise you. A team that didn't get a single buy? 
a team that got to play the whole time. You got to play the whole way. <laughs> like every game, like every day. And you know what's crazy? It's always that one team that does have to play a whole game, and then they end up playing in the championship game, and you say they ain't got no legs because they've had to play since Tuesday, and you're not sure or play since Wednesday. And it's like, oh, well, you know, this is their fourth game, three days, of course. But I mean, hard. not only that. What what do these teams seriously bring in terms of like when you look around at these teams? Who seriously spoilers? Bring- Virginia. Virginia definitely could spoil something. Clemson also could spoil some things. Virginia went on a very long losing streak early this season. No time like the present. All of them were conference losses back to back to back to back to back to back to back. back. Now, they ended that conference uh, losing streak by beating NC State. Good win. Good Mm -hmm. win. Mm -hmm. Again, that's not a team that I see. I look at that and say that was a one-off for y'all. That was a one-off for them. You're not that guy, pal. Yeah. You're not that guy. I look That's around. Fair. Georgia Tech, what is there to talk about? What is there to say, ooh, this is what they hang their hat on. This is this team is scary. This team is the rest of the teams you mentioned, Clemson. I mean, sure, they have the ability to upset somebody. When that backcourt gets fully hot and they decide to lock in defensively, sure. Sure, they got a shot. When do they do both? How often does that happen? If it happened yeah. often, would they be playing to right. today? I don't think so. So, you know, I'm none of these teams really are like, this is a team, you know, they they just weren't good because they had a star player out all year, but that star is back and everybody needs to be on the watch. No, no such thing to be had with much these teams. A thousand percent. All right. Just so you can get a glimpse of the second day, Florida State, Syracuse, NC State, North Carolina, Miami face off in day two of those teams. Is there anybody that can make a run, Kenton? I hate to do this, but I got to say it. On NC State's side of the bracket, there's not a single team on that side that they have not beaten already, except Florida State. That is the only team on their side of the bracket that they have not beaten already. NC State also has not lost a single game in the conference tournament in the 2020s, period. You want to count that team out. You want to say, oh, yeah, this is it's it's finally time. Alyssa Kunene walked through that door now. You're right. She's not. Neither is Raina Perez, neither is Kayla Jones, neither is Kai Crutchfield. But I'm telling you, if you're looking at a, at the teams in that group that you say, who could do something? Who could make mm-hmm. something shake? It's either them or Louisville. Louisville, okay. Louisville has come on hot lately. They struggled early. Van Lith couldn't get it going early. Cochran was get, picking up bad fouls and, and having to sit for a lot of games early, and she's been figuring it out as well. To me, those two teams who are, quote, unquote, the mighty who have fallen, hey, I'm going to tell you, uh, I can't remember who sang it, but it was a country music singer that said, I ain't as good as I once was, but I'll be as good once as I ever was. This is the opportunity for these teams to say, we aren't who we were last year, but darn it, we are still big dogs on the block. You better put some respect on our name. Well, they'll have to face off against the four top seeds, Louisville, Notre Dame, Virginia Tech, and Duke. Of these teams, who's going to the semifinals and who's ultimately going to the finals? You know, I think it's finally Virginia Tech's year. I think that they I think so. I think they played the bridesmaid long enough. <laughs> um, I, I, I think – that it's it's time for them, and I'll tell you if Louisville if Louisville was was had shown me a little bit better in terms of of how they performed this regular season, I want to go with them because they really 
really were the bridesmaids for multiple years. I mean, heartbreaking game winners to, to you know, kind of win the tournament for other teams and all that. But Virginia Tech has been the, the you know, the uh, bridesmaid for quite some time. And you know, Kitley is from that area. She's from the... the Summerfield, North Carolina, yeah, yeah. She's from the area. Yeah. It's finally time. It's time. There's, uh, in the words of Steppenwolf, there's no Kryptonian here. No lantern. No, you know, this this planet will fall just like the others. And that's what that's what Kitley is looking around and saying. She's looking around saying, wait a minute now. Alyssa ain't here. Dana Evans ain't here. Hold on now. This is my year, baby. This is time. What was my girl from Louisville who, like, Inksler? Is that who I'm talking about, who I'm thinking of? Inksler? I believe so. Christy believe. Inksler, the one who was, like, straight up pigtails, hard rock. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. she, like, from Jersey or something like that. Oh, she was at uh, she was at Louisville. Yeah, she mm-hmm. was at Louisville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I said. Yeah, cool. she said, she said they, ain't, they ain't here. They, you mean to tell me it's just me left? Oh, right. baby, it's my time now. It's my, I'm finna have a field day. Championship game. Who do you see? Who's taking it? Um, I see the championship game as being uh, Notre Dame and Virginia Tech, and I see Virginia Tech taking a close win. All righty. You heard it here first. Virginia Tech, it's their time to shine. I personally think that Duke is going to squeak in this bad boy and just upset and ruffle a couple feathers. I feel like Carol Lawson knows what it takes to win in tight situations. We shall see if Celeste Taylor can be both offensive and defensively sound. It'll be a good tournament either way it goes. Can't wait to cover it for you guys. Make sure you check us out wherever you listen to podcasts. For Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs, we hope you guys have a great and safe Wednesday. Until next time.